Welcome to the Ship SaaS Faster podcast with Vulcan and myself, Simon, where we talk shop about SaaS. How you been doing this week? Uh, I've been doing all right. Yeah, just redoing pricing and stuff. So hoping that's all worked out. How about yourself? I've been mostly on holiday. So last week, this is a recording on Tuesday. I was away all of last week. So updates might be a little bit thin. I think we've been gone for a while, two, three weeks. But yeah, it's been like, it was either really hot and then, yeah, then I caught COVID. Oh, yeah. Had childcare problems, yeah. <laughs> just summer's crazy, man. I don't know. Like, uh, I used to think, like, why are people have breaks? Just do it every week. It's super easy. Just get on the mic, and then it's like, yeah. If you've been sick, like, there's there's nothing to talk about, or you just fundamentally can't produce a good podcast if you're feeling ill. Like, I'd hate to be a YouTuber whose whole like life depends on pushing out content every week, and then you're ill, and then like, YouTube algo punishes you. <laughs> yeah well i guess there's no such algorithm in the pot in the open podcast world yeah maybe <laughs> yeah i guess thinking of that like one of my points i wanted to talk about was monthly recurring revenue has been sort of up and down this month and perhaps <laughs> it's the summer slowdown hopefully i hope it's just the summer slowdown i've seen some slow augusts before so hopefully it's just it's just that and not the recession. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. As founders, we like to uh, find reasons why why the business is doing bad. I did the same. I think in um, June or July, like business was a little slow, and I was like, "What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And I talked to with a bunch of founders and was like, "Yeah, it seems like everyone's having a bad bad period." So yeah, it's not me. It's, I can continue with doing what what I've been doing. It's kind of like uh, lowering yourself into a sense of security, kind of thing. Yeah, I've had a flat month before, and like the month after was like twice as good. And I was just like, "Why did everyone just defer?" <laughs> <laughs> for a month <laughs> but yeah i thought it'd be a lot worse like uh my mma still going up um a bit slower but it's still going up like <laughs> when you think about everything that's going on you think okay market's going to crash but no companies are still <laughs> ticking along everyone's still doing what they're doing so hopefully it stays the same yeah mine's been bouncing around the zero growth until very recently i guess it also it does i have a few sources of like where rev- subscription customers come and they don't all show up in like Stripe analytics. So as aggregate, it's fine. But it, <laughs> when I just looked at like profit, well, I'm like, Oh no, With their daily emails telling me that I'm doing the shit job. One feeling as well, like SAS, I see a lot of people tweeting like certain things, like getting like customers and stuff and MMR growth. But for me, have, if I can get a paid customer every day, it feels like amazing. It's just like, I'm ticking like a box. I'm like, yep. Okay. Product's good. Product's good. Product's good. Enough. I was like, one of the things I've, I've felt recently uh, that, yeah, it's just the next level is like getting a customer every day. And then I'm sure like when you're like convert kits level, they're like, yeah, I'll get a hundred customers every day and it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want a hundred customers on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So what have you been up to? Yeah. So it's been a while. I was redoing pricing. I think I may have been even doing pricing on the, the like three weeks ago, but it just took ages to do. I was waiting for Stripe to come in, but the way they've actually done it doesn't fit my use case at the moment. So hopefully they can build that out. And I already ran into an issue with that. So a customer tried to, so the way it works is I've got account plans and I've got site plans. So there's two account plans. There's like a pro, well, free. There's like a starter plan, which is the free one. It's like a pro plan, which gives you access to nearly all the features and then the advanced account plan that lets you export. So, and then I've got the site plans, which you can just, yeah, every, like a pro plan gives you access to most features and then an advanced gives you access to like um, search and stuff. So a customer tried upgrading from one site plan to two site plans, but then like 3DS kicked in. 
if you have a subscription already and you try to upgrade it from the server, like it, it worked fine. Cause I went into the Stripe, um, what was it like the Stripe dashboard and upgraded them and it worked fine. 3DS wasn't required, but from inside my application, it required 3DS. So now I need to think like, now there's a whole new workflow, which I'm probably just going to skip it. Hopefully it's not all customers and then they can just contact me if there's an issue, but this 3DS things, man, is. Oh yeah. I've had the, I think I've had the same. So when did it prorate them? So as soon as they did that, it was a new invoice issued and a payment to be made. Yeah. Why do you think if I don't prorate them like, uh, and cause this is the same account every month he, he comes in and it just works. But for this, yeah, this one time where he wanted to like manually upgrade, it didn't work. That's the weird part about it. I never know like whether the bank is like, Oh, well, this is now a different charge. Like did the customer actually like authorize this? So let's elevate the permission checks but then if you deferred it to the end of the month you're going to have the same problem because you're going to raise the, either like so you, so you think it's something to do with a number changing i imagine so yeah okay oh man <laughs> oh this is just the pain yeah because like how do you do it there's like you've bill them instantly like or you put a debt against their account but then that's never great because if they don't actually have the money to, <laughs> to pay that. Yeah, I've got people who've done this and they've ended up with like their invoices in like a weird sort of floaty state where they've got a something they got like an invoice for ten dollars that hasn't gone through. And then the next monthly one has come through absolutely fine. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah. The whole thing is terrible. Well, that's why I wanted this customer portal thing. That's why I thought getting on this beta would have saved me all this time and energy, but it isn't as flexible as I need it to be. So yeah, and then the customer emails you and you're like, I don't know, like, talk to your bank. I know that's not like something you can actually easily go and do, but like, your bank has said no. Like, what do you, what do you want me to do about it? Stripe can't give more details. And then it's like, most of the time they don't talk with their bank, they'll just get a new card and something. But yeah, it is a mess. Yeah, I've had like quite a lot of like people messaging about validation issues on their card. I'm like, not in your card valid then, are you? <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Ugh. Anyway, so you've been redoing your pricing. Yeah. Have you increased pricing or have you just changed the structure around pricing? Mostly just changed the structure. Some of the old customers have got like a really, really good deal. So yeah, I grandfathered a bunch of those in. So basically like they went from like a $100 plan and now it's worth probably a $1,000 plan. <laughs> so they've had a really nice bump. But there wasn't many of these anyway. The sort of business I'm in, I'm thinking I'm going to grow fast anyway, so it's not really a big problem. Like if I was like, I remember when Bear Metrics um, was did their price increase, but they already like capped out the market kind of thing. So them increasing prices was like, yeah, it's not like they're going to 10x or 100x their business and then get more customers. It's like doing price increases is the only way really to get more money now. My friend has a product and I won't reveal what it is, but um, he never grandfathers anybody. They just annually... Every time they release like new features and stuff, they just increase prices. Does anyone complain? Or mm, I think maybe every time they do it, they get one or two people complain, and they like set up a custom plan for them, or meet them in the middle, or tell them to go away, um, depending on like what kind of account they have and whether they're like a superpower user or generally they're like it's inappropriate for them to be billed that much. But um, yeah, they just increase their prices, and if you look at their NRR chart, it's like. It's working. They don't plateau after doing it. So I don't know. Maybe they're just undervalued <laughs> considerably to start with. But yeah. I don't know how much more I can increase prices. Like I'm probably one of the more expensive um, website hosting. I could probably get 10 more dollars out of it if I was able to like add some more like, I don't know, premium stuff because uh, WP hosting is like $29, $35 kind of thing. And I'm $19. Yeah. So it's interesting about them is they've got a ton of competitors and the competitors are all down in like the 
sub nineteen dollars a month sort of category, and they've just gone straight through the ceiling, <laughs> like straight to the top of the like the market with charging like five times as much as them. So, inter- yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it depends on the market as well. Maybe I'm overthinking. Maybe you can get a lot more, but but now I'll probably stick to the this like yeah, yeah, pricing. Have you done anything on workspaces? Because I'm thinking about improving my workspace kind of thing. Like I need to work on like, yeah, just better team functionality, like permissions and stuff like this. Oh, okay. I thought you meant my physical office, which you can see is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like uh, SaaS companies have renamed the term. It used to be like Teams, right? And now all the companies are changing it to like workspaces. I think when I launched the product, I had no concept of Teams. It's just all users. Everything was attached to users. And then eventually I, um, I did add Teams. There's no permissions around Teams, and it's something I need to. Uh, we need to do, but it's just like a very long and boring job. The other thing I want to do, which is kind of related to that, is kind of have parent teams and child teams because I've got quite a lot of like customers ask a way of like segmenting stuff, and either I could segment it in their account, or an easier way is like to segment on like a, an entire team and then just have the team's billing responsible for like all of its children. Much like in AWS, you can start like a an, another account under uh, one parent account. And that was going to be just the way I solve <laughs> the issue because like I have agency customers and sometimes they're like, oh, well, this is like a particularly special client who wants everything segregated. So it would make more sense for them to have their own team anyway because potentially in the future they could walk from the parent company and then they would have their own Snapshooter account. So they're just some things I've been thinking about. Yeah, I'm thinking about that as well in terms of like, so at the moment, if someone were to ask me like, what what would be the best setup for like, say you're a freelancer, I'd say just get your client to upgrade or yeah, create a workspace and then create a site in there and then invite you because uh, that will save you a ton of issues uh, later down the line. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking. So I do want to add permissions and audit trail and stuff because even within an organization, you may want to not allow someone to do everything. But um, yeah, the thing I'm more interested in doing is like account ownership. So like a big DevOps company could have lots of different clients. And then I would look at maybe moving those people onto metered billing. So they wouldn't stick within the tiered philosophy. They would just go straight on to like, it's this per project, Mm -hmm. which I guess you've got now, haven't you? So yeah, kind of, no one really, really breaks the tiers. So I, or it gets onto, what's it like metered uh, usage. So, yeah. So what about you? Uh, this uh, Google rankings gone. <laughs> what is this all about? <sighs> so, those who don't re- don't remember, I changed the uh, the marketing site from the one we had two years before, two years before, to a brand new static site, and we just lost a bunch of ranking really <laughs> on some key pages. So, um, I think as part of redoing the website, a lot of the messaging was cleared up or changed or. I would say improved for actual readability. But I think in that process, we've kind of lost some of the key keywords that had, I'm going to use the word stuffed, but they weren't really stuffed, but um, they were definitely focused on optimized for, but maybe not entirely, it, you know, doesn't make for the best headlines on a website as well sometimes. So it seems that we've lost a bit there. So I don't know whether it's because the whole thing has changed and Google's just going to have to like, reshuffle and re-decide where we are. The fact that we merged pages together or separated pages out because it wasn't like a straight 
one for one copy with a new design. It was like an incomplete structure change as well. So yeah, need to work on that. I've, I spent this week rewriting some, I had some like little help articles and stuff that weren't, that hadn't been updated in like three years. And, um, so I didn't actually bother to write them when I swapped everything over. And I realized that I actually were bringing quite a, like a nice amount of traffic. So I spent this week writing them again, but much more refreshed and in depth. So hopefully they'll eventually, I guess it'll probably take quite a while to come back into the ranks, but yeah, the competitor has taken them. Has anyone else seen this when they swapped their new site over? Uh, yeah, done big changes. Is this a normal thing where Google yeah, ranks you down? Yeah, I think so. When I talked to the editor, they were like, well, we shouldn't do any like drastic moves with anything like stream restructuring or anything at the moment. We should just be tweaking. So um, it might take a little bit of time just to resettle. But Yeah, but this was a few weeks ago, right? So is there any trend ticking upwards? Or mm, That's a good question, which I should probably look into more. But I think things are trending up, which is okay. But in terms of like key pages, so like, people searching for my SQL backup solution, for example, like I've lost tons there. I've gone from like number one down to four or five. So, yeah, but it's kind of interesting yeah. though. It's like, you're not, it's not really fixed. It is possible to move up and down pretty quickly, depending on what you're doing. So yeah, that kind yeah. of gives more, me more hope in SEO, like especially for uh, more, like more competitive keywords. Like, there is a way of going up and down. It's not, yeah, not great for me, obviously, but uh, yeah. It does mean you can climb back up. If you can go down, you, you should be able to go back up, in theory. Yeah, in AREFs, uh, we're definitely the, the out of all the competitors, the one with the highest domain rank. Yeah. Um, so we should hopefully be able to like fix the URL ranks for some of these pages. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to follow along, because um, I'm sure many people update their marketing site and <laughs> have all these issues. Right. See a lot of people, yeah, buying the dot coms and stuff. You did that, right? And had a bit of an issue and then they went back up. Or... Uh, that, that transition wasn't actually too bad. For some reason, we actually ended up in Google like twice for a lot of things for a good period of time. So <laughs> there was the, the dot com and the dot io and Google. Like it'd be like one and two positions. So <laughs> that happened for like a week. So uh, yeah. But yeah, that was actually, that wasn't too bad. And like, I made sure to follow all the rules around doing that and not changing anything else, not doing anything, just changing the URL and leaving it. So that was fine. I think doing the structural changes are clearly more damaging. Yeah. <laughs> Takes Google long to realize what's going on. Yeah. And I think there was something like 35 redirects that I wrote into the new website from the old one. So um, including like, we used to have like, snapshooter.com slash marketing slash uh, slash marketplace slash MySQL. And now it's like snapshooter.com slash database MySQL. And I changed like a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I think that's, maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What else have you been working on? Um, yeah, it's just mainly been the pricing, but I did uh, some work over the weekend. So, I, well, yeah, I started showing some stuff that I've been working on last week. Um, like kind of build in public. Um, and then for some reason, hardcore Webflow users started actually trying for Soli and then just gave me a ton of feedback. He was using a product, kind of intrigued by it, asked me some questions, got more intrigued and then ended up sending me like a Google Docs, I think Thursday or Friday with like 10 bullet points on it. And then over the weekend, just kept expanding it and then started adding like Loom videos and we talked on Twitter for ages. 
So that was like super helpful and kind of like got me into the mood again of shipping because doing like backend work and stuff like this is super boring for me. There are some developers who energizes it, energized by it. But for me, I love, I love shipping features, getting them out there, getting custom, getting in the hands of customers, getting feedback and iterating. That's what I really enjoy. And then this was basically that. I couldn't do everything he wanted. Like he wanted some like crazy big features, but he got a ton of stuff done. Just yeah, around the UI UX and some stuff that I'd been planning to do. So yeah, it was pretty. pretty. So, yeah, so, yeah, just really good. Fair enough. I mean, why did they do that? <laughs> what the, the, the Google Docs? Yeah, it's. A, I don't know. There's the, there's a, the in uh, what's it called? Like uh, these econo- not economics books, like uh, like the product market fit blogs and stuff. They talk about these early adopters and like uh, innovators and stuff. So early adopters would just love trying new stuff out, and they'll just go in and yeah. I've had a bunch of these sort of people just go in there and try it and give me this sort of feedback, especially for products that you can use for hours on end. So like Vizoli is a product that you can get it go in there and kind of get lost and you can just start adding stuff here, adding stuff there and doing all this sort of stuff. So it like kind of lends itself to this um, sort of process. And like I've had guys send me a Figma, this, uh, like a Figma file. So you just basically rebuilt a lot of the UI of <laughs> Vizoli. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it was really good. Like there was some really nice stuff, but I just, yeah, he's, he's working full time. He's not really a designer. He's, a, he's like, just enjoys design. I just wish I had <laughs> had more money to hire him, but it's, it's, yeah, that's another story that hopefully will unfold. But. That's awesome. I think once or twice, I got like a few customers that are really like helpful and they provide like a ton of feedback all the time and like, I'm, like actually friends with them. But yeah, I've never had a, <laughs> never had like a 10 page Google doc or whatever. Like <laughs> people are super passionate about this sort of stuff. Like, like yeah, full-time web devs. So, and a lot of web developers I've known have tried to build their own CMS before. So, the live chat, they'll be like, this is super ambitious. I don't know how you done it. Like agencies as well. Like, nearly a lot of these agencies have their own CMS. Like they met, like if they're not using WordPress and they've probably got their own custom solution and it's just a mess. And then like, mm-hmm. like you've done this really well. <laughs> like we've got an in-house one and it's just terrible kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. What big features you got then coming? Uh, I thought I'd quickly talk about an article I just wrote. I just looked, uh, I thought I'd just have a quick look. I wrote an article to replace one of the bad ones that had gone missing, and I've now got, as we speak, 600 people on the website <laughs> from Hackers News reading it. So That's crazy. I, I looked at it, and it had like 10 upvotes when I looked at it about an hour ago. And then, yeah, I read the Discord just as uh, we joined the call, and then, yeah, someone said it. <laughs> it's on the front page. I forgot to tell you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Whoops. I really, yeah, I should probably uh, get on there and actually... Um answer some of the comments at some point i'll do that after this yeah it's, it was the, the digital ocean one right the uh where are the digital ocean locations yeah yeah i gave you some feedback i said i'd love to see a map of it instead like at the top oh well i think i'm going to do some more work on that because there's definitely some like things that could be added like as in which data centers are powered off green energy and stuff like that as i see people looking into so since I revisited this, I tried to write this article a few years ago and I couldn't find any of the data. Maybe I just wasn't very good at finding stuff. <laughs> it's probably been like, because I remember I read the article and you said uh, like some people, like one of the DigitalOcean employees tweeted about this or something. So you can't, like yeah. you're just building, you were building up this um, knowledge base kind of thing in your head. So you were able to actually write it this time. Yeah. I mean, I spent about five hours writing it. Oh, really? <laughs> I had to go on like Wayback Machine and all sorts. And if people were listening, I wrote an article about where the DigitalOcean servers are physically located, like as in what street is the data center in? Because this information is really hard to find with any hosting provider. But yeah, it took a while to write. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool with yeah all the images. Like the one in New York is like it looks like it's like a huge building in in the central of New York. Um, yeah, I'm surprised some of these buildings don't have big fences. That's, <laughs> that's what surprised me the most. You could almost like walk up and look through the window. Yeah, it's very, yeah, they're meant to be super <laughs> secure and stuff. I wonder what the AWS ones look like. Compare it. They are, from what you can gather, they are dedicated buildings in industrial estates with a fence around the outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, all data centers have to go through like a security process. So I imagine the ones without fences have more in-depth building security. But yeah, interesting anyway. Yeah, it's definitely a good article if people are interested in about like yeah, data service and stuff. Yeah, I might write one about AWS because it's a bit. That's even harder to find. There's only the stuff that WikiLeaks leaked. But other than that, it's like secret. Also, another thing to add on to the article is continents. Like how many continents are DigitalOcean on? So I think you said like yeah. seven or eight regions and then, yeah, how many continents would also be yeah. interesting. Cool. Right. So anyway, before, <laughs> before I get completely distracted by this, what's your plan for next week? Uh, plan for next week. So updating pricing. So I shared that in public, got a bunch of feedback. Basically, it's still a little confusing because, yeah, You've got these account plans, but I didn't want to limit people. So on a pro account plan, you can get a pro site plan. So it's like, yeah, you buy that and now you're good to go. So I need to make that a bit more clear. So adding like, you know, like little tool tips next to the like pricing cards and then in-depth feature tables. So I just kind of wanted to ship this as quickly as possible and then get feedback on it. And I'm building a calculator as well uh, that kind of makes it a bit more clear as well. So mainly that, that, that that's kind of, this calculator took me a lot longer than I thought it would, um, but yeah. yeah. Cool. I have to ask more when you got that out because I'm interested in building some calculator stuff. Yeah. I, like, I wish there was like, um, this, yeah, like open source stuff. I couldn't find anything. Like, I know uh, Matt with Summit's kind of got something there, but I'm not sure how it would work with. And, my, and mine's a particular, like, kind of a simple use case. I'm not sure yeah. I want to embed like something in because it's only like four sliders and then there's a few prices to update. So it seems a little overkill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to build like an actual full marketing website around some price calculation stuff. So, yeah. Did you sure. see his? What was no? It was um. I think it was WordPress hosting. Yeah, AWS WordPress hosting. He was uh. He created a calculator for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it had like um band uh, bandwidth and stuff. I, I I might be making this up, but yeah. And I told him to do one for Stripe as well. So you know how uh, we, we've talked about Stripe before. And and like their their variable costs and like I feel like they're trying their their like forex fees are hidden somewhere so <laughs> you need to get like their forex fees and then figure out like yeah how much really is like a nineteen dollar um monthly thing to um, end of the day like how much is that because I think it's eight percent if you do it if, if you do it really poorly it's eight percent if you do it well it's probably like three four percent but I'd be super interested in seeing that <laughs> well it is poorly it's like if you don't know what you're doing like I, I just didn't know what I was doing so. Like we we like no one did like when uh, until we set up that wise and then swapped over from sending it oh, from yeah. USD to GBP. It's like the the forex fees are just completely hidden, so you don't know what's going on. You like this <laughs> seems a little low, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. I know. I love that moving to wise. It was like an instant way of growing business by two percent just yeah. overnight. <laughs> that, that's just free money for a Stripe, right? That's just literally money they're getting for. It just doesn't make any sense. Like why is it super low? One of the freelancers I use wants to be paid by PayPal. Roll my eyes. But um, if I pay with PayPal's currency exchange compared to my credit card, it's like it was a $800 invoice and it would have been an extra £40 
if I'd have used PayPal's currency conversion <laughs> compared to my credit card. Yeah, that's like 5 6% extra. It's pure markup. Yeah, and they're already making money on the bloody, on the freelancers, on the invoice, but yeah. Yeah, these, these companies just get away with too much. Like, Yeah, currency exchange seems to be like a good way of just hidden charge. Yeah. Or like something people don't... It seems like a lot of UK companies are trying to go after it. Though. There's a, a new UK company that's going after people who send like 100,000 or a million and they're just like undercutting wise for, for those sort of transactions. So if you're sending a million across, then that will get you even lower fees. I did speak to someone. Yeah, there are some like dedicated business focused currency exchange companies because they would like, I talked to them about it and they can beat wise if you're doing more than like 10 grand yeah. at a time. So I don't, but because I do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, but yeah, not not regularly. So, cool. What else are you doing? I'm stuck on marketing for next week. I think I've I've decided I'm going to try and see if I can target agencies because when I look at the customers I have, they're just the best customers. They come in, they add loads of backup types. They um, they add all their developers. Generally, I don't hear from them. If I do hear from them, they're the customers with like decent suggestions mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ones that I'm more interested in, like accepting their suggestions instead of like, oh, please add this really cheap storage provider. It's more like, can you add this more like, can you add this power user feature? I can't think of one on the top of my head, but um, so I'm, t- I'm looking at ways to market to them via conferences or direct emailing or I don't know. Who's the um, person who ends up like signing up and who ends up paying for it kind of thing? That's a very good question and hard to know. Um, generally, they seem to sign up with like a devs at like or hosting at some company. So yeah. it's hard to see who the exact role of the user. Well, at least at least that sounds like it might be the dev team signing up instead of like one master. Like a lot of my customers, they're still early stage and then it's just like the, the main billing card kind of thing. Yeah, so I'd be interested to email like the de- some developers of these companies to see whether like one I could arrange a meeting, two I could get some sort of rapport because I'm a developer and see whether like I'm a developer selling to developers, see if there's anything there. Yeah, but that's anyway. That's just something I'm going to be hopefully exploring. You can ask me about next week. Yeah, I think maybe well, yeah maybe worth talking to try and at least talk to the talk to them and maybe send like five emails and see if you can like yeah just get. A, increase your uh, conversion rates because it could be super valuable. You might learn stuff like really you want to learn like why did they get backups and stuff? I think there's, there's books on this. There's, yeah, there's- yeah. See, but they're generally the customers who like sign up, they add their credit card immediately. And like they've, by the time I see their account is in Snapchat, they've already done like hundreds of backups yeah. in my reporting. I like, I have how many jobs they do and how many backups they've run. And like the, the, they're only like four days into their trial and they're like breaching their thousand backup mark. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And, well, I mean, I have, I have other customers who like, Oh, it's seven days. They've done seven backups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they like good customers and they pay as well. But, um, and I guess it just depends on the value of the data, which is hard to measure, but. It depends as well. Like uh, the free, like your free plan is actually like a marketing tool because some of these might, might be backing up their um, like side projects or whatever, or just testing it, and then they bring it into their company. I think stuff like Netlify and uh, Versil grow this way, where they just get developers to b- build their blog or portfolio on their website, and then when it comes time to work, they're like, okay, we need a new website. It's like, yeah, let's get on Netlify, and then they just absolutely <laughs> kill, kill, killing like forty dollars per user, and then they've got like. $20 per 100 gigabytes or something. So to just make do all the markup there. But yeah, I'd be super interested to see if you can market agencies because th- that's on my to-do list, but it's like, I just can't see myself doing it well at the moment. Um, 
seems to be all yours is more in the back end. So that their end client doesn't care what solution they use kind of thing. But the agencies kind of that I've spoke to, like especially WordPress agencies is like, yeah, well, a client wanted a WordPress website. So we had to build in WordPress. So we can't use your solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it's probably a good place to sort of wrap up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. See you next week.